Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. I created this show as a way to connect deeper with each of you, to remind you you are not alone, that you were made for the hard shit. As creatives, entrepreneurs, moms, CEOs, we are magic and each of us has a unique gift and purpose to share. I hope you feel encouragement, support, connections, and real, raw, authentic moments as you tune in. Life is not meant to be perfect, so stop and remind yourself that you can find happiness in the day-to-day while building the life of your dreams. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and if you'd like to get weekly words of encouragement, text me the word FRIDAY to 619-332-3045. Here it is, our very first sponsor of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, and I'm so excited because it feels so in alignment with exactly what I'm trying to provide here on this podcast, and that's real tools and real strategies to help you increase your revenue, automate, and systematize your business like never before. Lost Genius is literally the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience inside your salon or spa. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Lost Genius not only empowers you to run your full salon in a stylish and smart way, but also feels supported in every step of the way. For a limited time, they're offering listeners 50% off for the first two months if you go to the link in the bio and enter the promo code. So that promo code is BEINSPIRED22. That's B-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-22. All this will be in the link in the show notes. If you guys haven't tried Gloss Genius yet, I highly recommend them. Tell them Jess sent you. Punch in the promo code for 50% off two months for new users only. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio. And as always, my favorite opening line. I'm so excited to have our guest on today. She is not only somebody I have admired from afar, but somebody I've watched grow um, in this industry into what I one day hope to be able to be, which is fully expressed as myself, to be able to show up as whatever the fuck I want, whenever I want, however I want, and allow myself to grow and change in this industry because we are so lucky that we get to do that here. Um, I want to just edify her before I even say her name, because then maybe you'll guess who it is if you're not watching this on YouTube. She is known for so many things, but more recently unlocking, you know, the true potential that we all have inside of us by way of breathwork, retreats, connection. Um, There's something about this woman that allows other people to feel seen and heard. And I think in our industry, it's, it's one of those rarities that that is what sets you apart as the expert, um, as the stand behind the chair person that people come to, right? Because without those skill sets, the technical parts, just whatever. And I think, you know, by her helping people see that realness that they all have inside of them, she's unlocked this level that we're not just hairdressers anymore. We're meant to be world changers and we are the people that people share the things with. So without further ado, I'll get more into that. I'm giving myself chills edifying her. Elizabeth Faye, welcome to the show. Yay! (laughs) Yay is right. Um, How are you? I'm really fucking good. How are you? I'm really fucking good too. Yay. I hope everyone listening is really fucking good. (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about. Like staying around the energy that keeps you in momentum is one of the main reasons why I started this podcast so that I would have the ability to invite myself into people that I admire's life, ask them questions, and then bring all that good shit to you so that you can be on your walk in the car with the kids or wherever you are and get to hear these conversations because these are the type of things that like most of the time, 
for the last 22 years I've been behind the chair, I haven't had access to, I don't know how people are doing what they're doing. I'm for one, too busy doing the behind the chair work to have time to go and learn. But then two, like, how do you get access to those people? And so the beautiful thing about podcasting is we now have that. So, I mean, you, you have done so much in such a short amount of time. Like the things I've seen you do, I'm like, oh, she must be like close to 50, right? Because how have you lived like 14 lives already? But I know you're not. So can we talk about how young you actually are? Because I actually just found that out from our mutual friend, Regina. I'm like, she's how old? Yeah, I, A, this is a whole other conversation. I'm sure this is my like hundredth lifetime here. So like, I am definitely an old soul. Um. But yeah, I've had a lot of life in a short, like I started in the industry in 2009 and I just had my 30th birthday. It's summer right now. We're recording this and I just turned 30 in June. And so like my whole career has been like 20,000 quantum leaps. Um, But, you know, I believe like in human design and all these other things. And like the first part of my design life is to live a lot of life in a short amount of time. And I'm kind of moving into a new phase of my life, which is a little bit more like, I don't have to learn everything the hard way. I don't have to like experience every aspect of everything because I just fucking did like, and it's a lot more, um, contentment, um, a lot more, um, I guess like I think just like my hand is like literally like just like flowingness, um, getting settled in who I am as a human. And I just believe that I've worn a lot of costumes, tried a lot of shit on, expressed myself in a lot of different ways. And and that's cool. It's been a cool experience. And a yeah, but yeah, I've lived a lot of life in a lot of short amount of time, for sure. For sure. No, and I've watched a lot of it on social media over the last several years. Because again, I've been behind the chair 22 years. And if you've been going since... 2009, I probably found you right when social media came out. Um, I would have just, I think I had my son in 2011. So I was already 10 years into the industry when social media came out. And I sat back and watched people find themselves on social media, you being one of them. And so you sharing that you've gone through all these changes in your 20s, like to be who you are now, like how, how amazing, I mean, you wouldn't know any other way, right? Because you did it with all of us watching. but what an amazing industry to be able to have that freedom to grow in and out of whatever phase of life you wanted to, but still be able to be a hairdresser through all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. And I think, I think, yeah, we have permission to fucking put on whatever costume you want to put on, you know, and try it on and see how it goes. Favorite things to say. I'm like, you can show up one day as like a preppy little whatever, but you know, yeah. you can show up as this, you can change your motto and that you can change salons and work in totally different environments and do totally different types of hair. And I think that is one of the most powerful things in this industry. But I also think it, it's not great for everybody's like frame of mind. A lot of people need structure and they need to be told exactly how they and that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that sets the, the who's leading the pack and who's like, oh, that sounds good. I'll go over there and do that for a little bit. And then, you know, sometimes we get, you know, put in a box and people get shunned for leaving environments that don't feel good for them anymore. But we're not taught that that's okay, that when that's not serving you anymore, it's okay to leave, you know? Yep, yep. yep. You've gone through that too with being a mom. And then, you know, I don't know if, were you married to your son's dad before? Did you get divorced? Yeah, I've been. Same. Married, divorced, single mom, and now I am engaged to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you're not who you were in that first relationship, right? Like, not even close. No. Wow, is that crazy? I think back to, I got married when I was like 25 and I'm 41 now. So that feels like another lifetime ago. I was like, 
who who was that girl? I mean, I loved her. She was great and, you know, she's evolved, but I couldn't even imagine like staying the same as I was then in, yeah. in all the things you would have missed up until now. So walk us through like the transformation between, you know, you got into the industry in 2009. What yeah. led you to, I know I'm sure it's probably like three novels deep of how you got to where you are now. Yeah, I'll give you that fast version. I will not yeah, give it to me. Have you heard my story at all? No, like I've caught blips of it you share on social and this and that but no I've never been to one of your in-person events yet which I'm gonna freaking change very soon yeah no you'll have to come they're they're really beautiful um we did just come out with a movie which will be on prime in fall called hairstylist change the world so it has like a more in-depth dive of my story which I feel like um our stories are a beautiful um mirror and reflection that other people get to see themselves in right everyone goes through pain everyone goes through transformation so that there's more in there and I do have a book that I'm creating at some point when I finish it I don't know when the hell that'll be but um so it's in there but the quick version um is I grew up in Vegas um I was a really really troubled teen I went to different schools almost every year from the age of 12 to 16 when I then later dropped out of high school at 16 Um, And this is a story I've shared, uh, I mean, probably 300 times in my life. Um, But I was at a school I really hated, and I stole box color to get kicked out of school. So I, like, gave myself, like, a special, you know, hair color that was not natural, and I got kicked out of school. And as I was sitting on the curb waiting for uh, my parents to pick me up, who were definitely going to be really pissed, a woman handed me a business card for a hairdresser. And I talk about pings from universe, um, God, whatever you believe in higher power. And those are the, the breadcrumbs of our life, right? That, that nudge us along, turn this way, um, come here, go here, call this person, right? Maybe I, you know, the, the curiosities, the questions. Um, and that was one of the first big ones for me that I can recall as a child. Um, and I called that hairdresser. And I got my hair color correction fixed, you know, and my dad, it was at the Robert Croming salon in Mandalay Bay, um, grew up like if you've been to my retreats, my dad like wears overalls, he teaches yoga, he leads hikes like we, we do not come from money. My family still lives in the hood in Vegas. So like we didn't go places like that. And I was so stoked to be there. And he was like shitting his pants because he was like, this looks expensive. Um, and he got upset at how much it cost and I loved it. Like I was like, these people are the vibe. Like they were just like rock stars for me. And like they rocked my world, like the, what they wore and how they carried them. So I was just like, you know, a cool hairdresser is like really cool. Like they're a vibe. And I was just like, who are these unicorns? And I grew up very Mormon. Like, so it was just like very different than like what my idea of like, my life could be like and it was cool to see something cool like that um i had to go back so i saved up my money to go back even though my dad said i couldn't and i put the cash on the table and the hairdresser said put your money away and he made a deal with my dad if i would come back with better grades on a report card he would do my hair complimentary i have to pause you right now and ask who was it at robert crummings that did that his name is brandon brandon okay shout out to brandon um shout out to brandon and side note robert crummings was the first job i ever got in san diego in 2000 and i felt the exact same 
like ping of like these are my people like you walk in and like the i could i got the chills it took me right back because yes. like i got and the, the palm mitchell salons are so vibey like the the palm mitchell like they had like a vibe they really did yes um, i love that okay so brandon said you have to get better grades and he would do your hair for free that's amazing so we did that day and i came back six months later with another report card and he did that for me until i was 16 years old wow so that was what changed my life. And then at 16, when I dropped out, I didn't have a report card. I said I dropped out. And he was then um, working for a man named Kelly Cardenas. Um, and I, so I had followed my hairdresser to the next salon and um, who Kelly worked for Robert and whatever, they moved over. So it was like the same group of people, just a different space. And Kelly gave me a job as a 16-year-old punk kid if I wouldn't do drugs. And so that's how I got into the industry. Those were my mentors. Um, and that was a fast-paced environment where I was very quickly on stages telling my story. I was traveling around the world. I was, I, I was mentored by really incredible people at a young age and shown a lifestyle I had never seen before. Like, and um and it was just, you know, don't do drugs, work hard and your career will grow. And so that was long story short, you know, later I got married and divorced and started my own brand, like all of the woes and things of my life. Um, but that was how I got into the industry. And that's like, you know, one of my stories that I, I share along with others. Um, but yeah, it's been a wild journey of a lot of beautiful mentorship, a lot of pain, a lot of winning, a lot of learning. Um, yeah. So through that, and shout out to Kelly also, I literally just had a 30 minute call with Kelly the other day because he was one of my mentors too back in, you know, and I'm writing a book as well. And so I reached out, I said, Kelly, I know you got a book out. He, he just like the most, the, what can I do for you, Jess? I said, no, I was calling to ask you for it. And he was like, whatever you need. Like he still has such a giving like yeah. soul. So it's like, there are such good people in this industry. And when you can be put with the right mentor early on, it literally can change the trajectory of your your business, your life, and what you can even think is possible for yourself. Like, yes. And I think that's that paradigm shift of like, it, it's the seeing those expansive moments. And now we have social media to be, have expanders all the time, but like back then we didn't. And if you were not in the room and it's still like, get in the fucking room with people, but you can find rooms a lot easier because you can literally see them on the internet. But like, if you weren't in the room, you didn't even know it was possible. You literally, I like, I didn't know restaurants like that existed. I didn't know cars like that normal people drove. I didn't know people could like, I just had no idea. So it like blew the lid off at 16 years old for me to be like, oh, there's no ceiling, let's go. And that unlocked, like, I run an education company and one of our values is education unlocks human potential. And so as a company that, we literally are facilitators for a living. We facilitate other leaders facilitating or we are the facilitators. Like we're just these keys and these codes unlocking people's potential, which is the limitless, you know what I mean? Spiritual beings that really everyone is. But like, you don't know that you're, sometimes you don't even know what you actually are. And someone has to be like, hey, do, do you know what you are? Do you know what you're made of? Do you, do you realize? And they're like, you know, that's the fog lifting and the, all of that to have that experience so then they get to fly and be like you said fully expressed in who they are but first you got to fucking know who the hell you are fuck so true so good i love like i knew this conversation was going to be amazing and i you know i started this podcast like a year and a half ago and it's been slow rolling and we're finally like you know episode 130 or something at this oh point. my god that's amazing i know i know well that's one thing i don't do is quit like so i knew i couldn't start the podcast until i dedicated myself to the greater like 
overall of what it is, but to, to, to stand in, like you help beauty entrepreneurs and educators, this is word for word off of your Instagram, build, <laughs> build generational wealth. I, I don't know that like, if you didn't come from anything that you even know what that means. I mean, obviously we hear generational wealth. We think generational, like, so like the next generation of your family, your children, whatever, but most people are still stuck in that. How do I get to the end of the week and pay the bills? How do I even figure out how to make my next move? We hear this diversify your revenue, build your brand, grow this, do that, you know? And you were very much like myself where we're like, cool, we can give you all the strategies. I can write you the playbook. I can send you the spreadsheets, but you know, that's all for nothing if you don't connect to who you are and what your potential possibly could be. And that's what she means around getting in the room with people just to see what's possible because you might have this little seed of a dream, but you don't even know that like what is really possible if you put yourself around people doing the things. And it might not be the cars and the what the restaurants that light you up or drive you, but there's something in there if it has to do with your kids and your family that there's a reason why expanding is necessary, um, especially as a service provider and someone that actually holds space for people at m multiple hours and every six weeks or however often you see your clients. Like it is almost part of the job now to be able to do that. Um, and it's a, and, and it's a, it's got to be the right energy exchange. You can't run forever just with the getting by. So where did you start to be able to see that you could unlock that potential for people in what you were doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause you started, you had your first yeah. retreat. Like what was the, was the main premise yeah. just to like get the right people around each other or just to see. Yeah. If so I'll give you a know. little, that's a great question. I would say the first time I kind of, you know, like the, that first paradigm shift for me was like the first job, like seeing that. And then the next one was later I, I went to hair school because I started working in the industry before I went to hair school. I just like, let's go. Like we were in, um, like, I think I fell my boards three or four times. Like I didn't have a license, like the first three years of my career. And I did like more dope shit than some people do in their entire life and their career in the first three years. And I was like, whatever. I, I don't have a high school degree or a license. Let's go. Um, and anyways, I think was in high school, I read the book, The Secret, and I'm sure that was most people's like took your manifestation virginity. Like you hadn't heard that word before, you know what I mean? And you're like, who's the universe? Especially like I'm a, I'm a Mormon girl. Like no one's used word universe. No one told me power was within me. It was always outside. Like those were not things that I had ever even heard someone say. And so like, I'm reading this, like what? I'm like had CDs I was putting in my car and I would listen to it. And I like started messing around with manifesting, like thinking it was like secret and witchy and obviously it's, it's not at all. But like, I just started messing around and watching like little proof come into my life. So then I was like hooked. I was like, I am a witch. I figured this out. Like, I'm kidding. But like, I felt like I was magic and I couldn't believe that no one told me I was. And so that was like a big, like little baby moment for me. And then, um, you know, I worked in the Paul Mitchell world. I worked in education, beauty school teacher, like very heavily engrossed the beginning of my career. And then in 2014, um, my marriage was starting to fall apart. I got divorced in, I think, 2015. But I started a personal brand because I um, had had a little baby, I think, in 2013. And I wanted to, like, do my own thing. So, like, I lived in Utah at the time, the land of mommy bloggers and a lot of my friends who have, like, insanely massive companies now. Like, we were, like, babies, like, just playing around. 
I was like playing with like affiliate links and like blogging and making little parties and blogging, like just like fucking around. But I wanted to like build a personal brand and I wanted to have an e-course and I launched them and they didn't go good. Like it was a whole thing. And then in 2014, I was like, well, I'm going to do hair painting workshops because I'm no longer going to teach for Paul Mitchell. And I was then with Lunatic Fringe, another Paul Mitchell salon. Um, because I couldn't make what I needed to make being a mom and I was the breadwinner and they I was at the highest tier of everything highest retail highest paid I was working six days a week and I I couldn't pay the bills Making less and I couldn't work six days a week anymore So I was kind of like in a spot where I, I was scared and went on my own So I went booth rental Did my blog did my workshops and that was when I started um, Doing my hair painting workshops. I was like one of the OGs with the paintbrush. Like I had people who now do paintbrush calling me on how to do it. Like that was like what I did and I did it for four years and it built a huge female community. I did probably like 30 workshops a year um, all around the country and I'd never traveled a lot of places. So it was a cool way to go there. And I juggled single mom and my life and hair and I opened a salon and that whole thing. So that's just what I did is I did these hair painting workshops. I had multiple levels and it was like very basic mindset business stuff. Um, I was always into mindset stuff. My dad's a yoga teacher. Like I just like he's... Um, does a lot with the Mormon church with like Boy Scouts. We live in a very high poverty area. So he's a big service guy. Um, I grew up camping and hiking and yoga and him helping troubled youth. I was in a lot of troubled youth programs. So mindset shit was like, I've been in therapy my whole life as like a punk gas kid. So like that was always a part of my life. Um, and so it, it was natural, but it like grew and a lot of MLMs I was in or Paul Mitchell were very like, you know, would talk about subconscious mind or like the power of thought. So it was like, I had a lot of mentors. So it wasn't something that was like unfamiliar to me. Um, so that was how my community started was hair painting workshops. Like that was what a lot of my current clients have been with me since then. Um, that was a strong female based community for years. And then hair love was a passion project. Um, and I took money from my other business to do it. And then I actually got a grant for $10,000 through a Cosmoprof thing that I took to put deposits for our first retreat. So I took money from that into that. And I was just going to do it one time. Um, my dad would lead the hike. He would do the yoga. Um, they were a lot of my family's things involved in it if you've been there you've like met my family and my friends like it's very much like like i grew up in these rendezvous scenarios i grew up camping in the teepee the teepee my grandpa made my grandma sewed those poles were whittled by him like it's like our stuff that we brought into it for like a one-time experience i called my girlfriends who are incredible in the industry and said do you want to like have a camp situation and teach and so that was our first time and Maisie, who's our director of events, was like my free intern assistant helping me behind the chair and she had some experience with events, but we were both had no idea what we were fucking getting into. And I luckily did bridal hair for years, so I had a ton of event connections. Um, so it was just like very much like I had a lot of powerful friends and I wanted to do it and we definitely lost money doing it. Like it was like literally a passion project. Um, and that's what started hair love and it was so much just like it was the hardest thing i ever did the first time because you don't know what the fuck you're doing every event is very hard to put on but like the first one is like our cute av guy was like running back into town to get more mics and like i was like 
and people didn't, when you have a vision that you can't show someone else what it looks like, cause it literally doesn't exist. That's probably been one of like, cause I'm a true like creative. Like I like to create shit that I don't see other places, which is like a curse and a blessing because there isn't like a fucking photo to be like, this is who I want to be like. And I wish sometimes I had it because it's in my head. And now thank God, like there's so much shit that you can find on the internet. But like my AV guy was like, what do you mean you want a festival, but girls can't, but like he was like, what? So I had to show my team the vision by doing it and then being like, and then bigger, add bubbles, add fire. And they're like, okay. And it wasn't until that first event that they sat down and go, I think I see your vision. And every time we've built on it, um, so that's how Hair Love started. And I was, you know, coaching and doing workshops and stuff, but it wasn't what you see as Hair Love at all now. Um, now we've done three of our huge multi-hundred person events. We've done seven multi-hundred person conferences. We've done dozens of small masterminds and retreats. And I have over 200 workshops in my belt buckle. And I've helped thousands and thousands of women since 2014 go through programs, coaching, certified other educators. Um, we've had tens of thousands of people on our digital events that we started during COVID that we like have just served the industry for free with those. I've worked with like 60 corporate brands. Um, I mean, I've done the fucking thing. Like I, we have fucking tried it all, played with it all, failed, not failed, experimented. And I'm okay with failing. I'm okay with fucking up. I'm okay with losing money. I'm okay with trying things because this is my this lifetime, I, I get one shot to be Elizabeth Faye and I'm going to fucking do it. And it's fun, you know? So good. So, I mean, I just want to, for those of you listening who are like, wow, cool. So she's done all the things like I've done nothing, you know, because we're, <laughs> we're talking to like the real hairdresser who's probably where you were doing the six days a week, maybe has a young one at home, maybe is a single mom. You know, we're still stuck in that grind of you don't have a seed. The seed's not even planted yet because you haven't gotten into any of these rooms that we're talking about. And I'll tell you, you know, I didn't, I didn't have such an early, you know, bridge gap thing there like you did. I, I stayed for 18 years before I put myself in a situation where yeah. I could start to do the things you guys see me doing now. But I don't know if you heard her say, I started this, I had my first that and it failed. I didn't make money. I lost money. No one showed up to this. Nobody bought this thing. You know, it's, yeah. we, we oh, so... Right, right so often want to just skip to the like must be nice or she probably had help or oh she had all those friends but no if you listen to what was just said like she worked her fucking ass off fucked up didn't have a life, like did all of the things bridal travel hair painter classes 30 a year like that's there's 52 weeks in the year by the way so if you did 30 classes like that's a lot of fucking weekends that you're working a lot of things that you're pumping out all week long to get people to show up to those classes you know you say a big event's a lot of work even a class is a lot of work to organize structure map out follow up with take money on make sure people show up you know it's coordinating other people it's one thing to get your own shit together but when you're in charge of other people and you've created jobs for other people too like that's a lot of pressure um but I think that's the difference between like, you know, what people see as possible, even in general, but also just for themselves. So to someone listening who is like, well, I'm really good at hair painting or I'm really good at bridal. Maybe I could start classes like that. Like, what would you say to someone who's like in that stage, they're listening to this podcast and they're like, fuck it. It's my time. I'm going to do something about it right now. Like what's their, even their first step? Where would they even start? Yeah. I think it's a good question. And I'll even add to that as like, we had models not show up. We had sometimes people weren't happy. Sometimes classes made shit somebody. Sometimes they lost money. Like it, it just, it's life. Life's messy. And it's, 
And I will also say this because later, so before I answer your question, I'll preference this is later I had a really big spiritual awakening and all of that shit I just laid out led to me having a lot of health issues. It led to me gaining 80 pounds, having extreme adrenal fatigue, starting to get an autoimmune disease. And I learned a very hard lesson that I was a wounded, sweet little girl with a lot of fucking trauma who was doing it all to to regulate her nervous system. And so I will say this is that's a lot of shit in a lot of life. And that came from someone who was very passionate, very driven and very wounded. Like that's just the truth. And so it's like to someone who's like, oh my God, that's so much. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't a humane workload for me and it didn't feel good. So I'm just going to fast forward and say that because that's just the truth. And I think that's important to be authentic. And for someone else, maybe that does, that workload does feel good. I would love to have a life coaching session with you and see if that's really true, you know, but like, and so what I would say now as a much more regulated, even killed, healed, still messy, but like, you know, more like healed version of Elizabeth Fay is a, we don't have to do anything to be enough. We don't have to, you don't have to be on a stage to fucking be successful. Like I know so many beautiful people with making a shit ton of money with really balanced hair careers and they're my happiest clients. And I have some who are on stages who are happy and I know some who are miserable. Like it it gets to look like whatever the fuck you want on any spectrum and it's not up and down. It's like, I always tell people like growth is like geometric, like it's the middle of the circle and it's just expanding out into limitlessness and consciousness and all of it. And it gets to be whatever you want it to be and everything you do in your life is an expression of who you are and your purpose. And that's why deciding those really beautiful questions of who are you? Who are you without anything else? Like, right, COVID was such a great experience. Who am I without a job? Who am I without um, my money? Who am I without literally everything in your life? Who actually are you? And what do you want to be? And what would feel good in this life is just an experience of evolving. What would feel good? What would be fun? What would be challenging you know what I mean? And so I think like that's that's the question is like really getting soulful and intentional. And I pause a lot more in my life because I know how powerful my energy is now and yours is just as powerful. And when I can pause, I get to be intentional with what I do with it. Do I want to be at 30 things a year? Maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe I'd rather be at four and I'm going to really make them quantum, you know? And it's like you get to decide what that looks like. So I'd say deciding that is such a beautiful place. Who you really are, what you really want to do, what's coming through you. If you're like, oh, I have all these gifts. I have all these skills. Beautiful. What do you want to do with them? What would be fun? What would feel good? What would feel expansive? What would push you? What would also be good for your well-being and your health and your family? And um, I now choose things through that lens. And that was not my priority. I was There was too much wounding to have that as a priority. And I thought more success and more money would make it all better. And I would get it all and it still didn't feel safe because I didn't feel safe. It had nothing to do with that. So now when I get it all, it feels expansive because I feel safe in my body and in my experience. And I'm intentional with what I want my experience to be. So what I would say is you know, my life, my experience, pull from like, if it's possible for someone else, it's possible for you, period, the end. If another human being could expand and try something and make it happen, so could you. So that's a beautiful mirror. 
And it's just deciding what what you really want to do and having the permission that it can be messy, that it can mess up, that it might not make money and then maybe later it will and that people will like you and people won't and like, and that's all part of it and it's cool. Like it's, that's, that's the growth. That's the shadow of it is like, that's why I like to fucking push myself is like, it's in those shadowy corners that I get to see parts of me that, that require a little bit of love or a little bit of healing because if I'm going to put myself on a stage I get to sit with the part of Elizabeth that doesn't feel whatever enough or worthy or whatever do you know what I mean it's like that that gets to be for us and so um I don't know if that answered your question but I wanted to not list a really badass resume and act like it was all great do you know what I mean absolutely no and I think you couldn't have answered that more real or raw because Again, that is the whole reason that drove me to start this podcast because I feel like it's so unfair for us to not get to see under the hood, under you know, yeah. the, like what it's actually there? It's yeah, and it's it's in the like gifting to yourself of like trying things on. And I even said before we hit record of like my whole journey the last couple of years figuring out what feels right for me to be able to step into. And you know, I was so stuck on it having to match the same energy of what I was leaving behind the chair because my identity was tied to the proving the worthiness the doing the money the level of like i've it feels so good okay i'll retire when i can say 20 years okay well, well one more year what, and then it was like this whole identity crisis after covid when i sold the salon i was like well who am i now i'm i can't say salon owner so is that my ego that's pissed about that or what like who, who's mad about it because it actually feels really great i just feel a little lost right now but yeah. you yeah. know it was the first time i gave myself space to be like what feels expansive? What feels a little challenging? What feels like it might stretch me into this next phase? Like, what is good for my family? Like all of those questions you just asked, I think I thought them, but I didn't like ask them in such a like awesome coach type way, which is what you have this like innate skill set at such even a young age because you've lived so many lives, like to be able to tap in and ask. They don't sound that crazy, like but they're not, she's not asking you like quantum physics. She's literally asking you what feels expansive? Like, and if you did even drop that word down, like what makes you feel more like you, like what would get you excited? And again, that's the part of this industry that we get, like, there's not a corporate like box of, that you have to check, you know, you get to move and develop in this career. And it's, and you yeah. see so many people that have gone from, you know, six years behind the chair, 12 years behind the chair, worked in a big salon, independent salons branching out knowing that more of this work is needed um and then yeah maybe niching down to like social media or branding or whatever yeah. but that feels good to them so that, that's so yeah, cool to see great. people like move into what feels good yep and if you watch them long enough they'll probably change their own fucking mind later and that's okay too because like i believe we are evolute like the whole i believe we're the universe experiencing ourselves, which means we are evolution embodied like we are just we are evolution. Like we are constantly evolving and changing and transforming. And that's like, it just happens. It's like, even if you try to stay put, you'll watch what happens. You'll feel something like not feel good anymore. It'll change. It'll evolve. And it just, cause. But like, you got to remember for like my age group between like 35 and 45, 50, if you're, if you're one of those people listening, like that was not what no. was cool to us was okay. It no, was, like, but it doesn't mean that felt good. Like I think no. of like my old mother-in-law, like she's told to stay put and in the box, but it doesn't fucking feel good because she is evolution itself. 
And so of course it doesn't feel good and then you just shove it down and you repress it and then you end up with what? Like disease, anxiety, depression, and then you think something's wrong with you and then we, you know, we drink it away or we pill it away or we whatever it away and then there's nothing wrong with you at all. You just haven't had the permission to be fully expressed and that wouldn't feel good to anyone. I mean, and we should just put a bow on it right fucking there because that's just like there is nothing left to say after that. And like, I'm in the process of writing the book and I'm, I'm playing with the name and it's literally all about the art of unbecoming who they told you to be. Because I did everything I was told to do. And I woke up one day and I was like, okay, cool. Like when is the like, yay coming? Like I'm not, I'm not, I did all the things and nothing. And that's when I was like, I got to burn the boat, like sold the house, got a divorce, moved out of the little town I lived in, even in San Diego, little town, 30 minutes east. Like it's, you know, little. It it got lost for a year. And it was in that, that I was like, what am I doing? Who am I trying to prove all this shit to? And that's when the real journey for personal development and self-expression and figuring out it's not everybody else that I need to worry about. It's me. And I was like, wait, I'm responsible for me. Okay, wait, this is this is confusing. And so it, it is heavy. It is a lot of work. And I think sometimes we feel like we can just listen to a podcast or listen to the book and or read the book and then what we know. And you know, you talk about listening to the secret or watching the secret, and it's like you didn't just read that book once, I'm sure. You didn't just listen to the CD one time. Like you reprogrammed your mind with these positive affirmations and like the thoughts of what could even be before you started to believe it. And that's the kind of shit that like why you work with a mentor or coach because they you don't just book one session or two or three and they tell you a couple things and everything's all you're like oh i get it now cool i'm good thank you no it's like you need that repetitiveness of like someone believing in you and pouring in it's like just guiding you to figure those things out so obviously you can work with elizabeth in five million different ways she has something for everybody or whoever in your world like there's you know finding that mirror for you that feels good and Finding someone who, I think the biggest thing is, and I, I I can tell that you feel this way too, as a guide and as a mirror and a leader for people, is finding someone that knows like they're not your guru, that they're your mirror, and that they're helping you navigate your own personal power and not like giving you some of theirs. Like, yes, are you plugged into another human's frequency and energy? And yes, we can talk about the science behind that, absolutely. But like, really, they're just helping you navigate through you. And, and that's like, find a a mentor that thinks like that because they'll know you're the highest authority and they're going to help you embody that and find that as well you know i love that and that almost just like gave me a little gift too by you saying that because sometimes i think we wonder even if you've stepped into coaching or if you are someone who's an educator or coaching you wonder why people aren't coming to you or specific people you're not attracting and it's i kind of learned a little bit of that like they're not meant to be mirrored by you you're not the right person for them and just like with hair and that's okay. And so I love, I love that. Um, so thank you for reminding me of that. But also for those of you listening, remember like, again, you maybe got referred to somebody for a haircut and you didn't love it. So you went somewhere else. Like it's the same thing when you're trying to find someone to mentor and work with. And often you'll grow out of working with that person and it'll be somebody next that can hold you to the next level. And I've worked with so many different people over the years and they served a purpose for a while. And you know, relationships in her lifetime, you know, like I have certain coaches that will probably be in my field my whole life. And I have certain coaches that won't be. And it's like, that's okay too. And it's, it just is what it is. 
So for people listening, where do you draw inspiration or where do you find do you have favorite like podcasts that you listen to or books that you're obsessed with right now? If people, we can just get some resources to them if this is all just new and they're like, holy shit, we love you guys, but like we need some like quick hits of help. Okay, so this is what I'll say. And I'm going to say this and then I'll, I'll say the thing. I am actually not listening to podcasts or books and haven't for a year and a half because I'm writing a book. And for me, and I think this is a tip, when I need to be in a space of creation and coming from my own inner truth, it has to come from within. Does that make sense? So I haven't listened to a book in maybe two years, which is so sad. And I have like some sexy books or fun books or whatever I want to listen to. And even that like doesn't feel expansive right now. And I used to be the person who like read 30 books a year. And it's like, for me, I need time to integrate and embody and fuck with things. So like you have permission to like listen to things and then don't like even my own podcast, like we're going to seasons where we're like literally making half the amount of content because like, I believe in not overloading people with content unless it's the most quantum that can be. So it's like, again, permission to change your mind. But I love Abraham Hicks. She's someone, if you want to like get real universal and learn stuff, she's like OG, like can't go wrong. A lot of like new age people have probably been inspired by her in some way. So I think she's like a, if you're like spirituality, Um, I have not read a lot of Gabby Bernstein's books, but I know I like think her work is amazing and she's a legit human um and I want to read her books when I'm done with mine and I've heard good things so I think if you want to like universal things that would be good um I love it's kind of a boring book but if you want to learn like I'm like obsessed with the body because of it's a whole other podcast in itself because of my personal body and health journey I think the body keeps score is a very interesting book to realize how our health plays out into things um and um I I love them and I have another guy I follow with like brain health that I love I'm trying to think of his name right now but anyways those are kind of things that like but I'm like kind of in like a health spiritual like that's like my focus right now with my life personally not necessarily yeah work or not work um personal inspiration I have learned doing this shit for as long as I've done it is for me and I have found this for my clients I go inward a lot a lot a lot a lot and I love to be in communities with other like-minded people who are expansive whether that be my girlfriends or programs um I I spend a lot of money being in those spaces and I have for many years and I enjoy them they're expansive for me um and for me the whole spiritual aspect is important like that's a value of mine so I like to be in those kind of spaces as well um and I've been putting myself in the last few years in more like even like male oriented spaces because that was a new like I was healing the masculine in my opinion with that and so like even pushing myself to things that feel like like I'm around a dentist or like things that just like aren't like as comfortable for me um that now I feel comfortable with and I love I have my private like I call them like my team I have my private team and some of them are my life and business coaches I have had for years I do like long-term help I've, I've done enough of hopping around with people for after spending I've probably spent over half a million dollars in personal help over the years um if not more honestly but um that's like over 12 years though not like in one year like come on but um and I like my people in my corner who know me. It's like a good therapist who knows your shit inside and out. They know your relationship. So I do like long-term support because I don't have to like share who I am. Um, they help me. And I like having, I always tell people, find like a local tribe. Like I have a really good body worker and a really good acupuncturist and a local shaman. And they're like my like 
mind, body, and soul doctors that like I can come to and find all the time. Like that helps me more than like anything is like just having that reflection constantly and for my health. Um, so that that's what I like to do and just being conscious of like your consumption. Like, are you consuming so much to feel good? And like, what would it feel like to just fucking be with your breath and be with your body a little bit more and be intentional with what podcasts you listen to and what books and, and realizing like you can take what you want from those and leave what doesn't feel good. And I think that's empowering as well. And so that's, that's kind of my opinion is like almost watching our consumption. I could not agree more. Thank you for all of those tips. And and just reminding people like, you know, dedicating your time to yourself is a lot of those things that you talked about. Yeah. We're not books or podcasts, but like the shaman and the, the light, the body worker and the, those type of people that support you, but also touching on long-term support. Like, I don't think I've heard that term in a long time and, or, or maybe ever. And, and I think it's, uh, I don't know if I've heard coaches talk about it and I think oh. it's because I was a hairdresser and I had people with me for 10 years, I think when I became a coach, I assumed my clients would be with me for 20 years. Like I didn't realize that that was an industry standard. And so I've had clients with me for six and seven years because I didn't know that that was an option not to. And which is funny because if you look in the coaching industry, I think people are obsessed with trying new people. And I'm like, that's okay too. But like, I'm so intentional. Like if I need a systems person, I hire them, I let them help my team. But like, I want to have the same life and business person as long as their consciousness is wide and as long as they're a good mirror. Like, I don't understand like the need for another, all these other perspectives. If they're an open perspective and they're actually a good facilitator, then they're not bringing a ton of biases and things in. And once you have your fucking framework at your business, like, what are you learning? Like, what are you being consulted on? Like, you're just tweaking and turning and adjusting and coming back into alignment. And that's what high level support actually is, is like, I could coach the same person for 20 years because my consciousness is always evolving and growing and I could hold space for them. And I would be helping them just tweak and turn the levers. And I always tell my clients, like, the conversation will just be different because you'll be a different person. So you'll meet a different person of me because I've never connected with you on that level because you haven't been on that level yet. Welcome. Like, let's fucking go, you know? So it's like, yeah. that's my take on it. And I do think that's a unique perspective that came from the hairdresser in me, you know? I was the exact opposite. And we'll, we'll tie a bow on it right now because like, I think we've dropped so much good stuff. People are like, okay, but like, I got to find my people now. And you do, I like, we challenge you, but find your people. Like, it's so important to have that. Um, I thought the exact opposite. I was like, I love the career of the beauty industry because you keep clients for so long, but coaching is the exact opposite. Like, how will I, you know, feel good about marketing myself all the time? And I'm like, you only have people for a short while, but why didn't I think about it that way? Like, I love that you just shifted that perspective for me. So thank you for that. Because I do, I would rather have long-term connections with like current clients and future clients because I am ever evolving and always bringing new things in. Yeah. Like, I just got expanded today on this podcast. I hope you guys do listening. So, you know, stay tuned for more. And I can't wait to see Jess Bergio 3, 4, 5.0. Let's fucking go. Me too. And your clients get to get all those new levels. And they might leave for a year, come back for two years. And it's just like, it's all, it's just relationship-based. And I think it's, it's like my last nugget would be like, 
you get to make the fucking rules whatever you want them to be. And when you think they're the rules, then that becomes your paradigm and your reality. And other people are like, oh, this is the way it is. And when you think they need to leave in three months, they leave in three months. Like you, you create the standard of what you think is actually beneficial for you and them and what feels good. So make it up whatever you want it to be. So wait, what you're saying is that we're in charge? <laughs> you're in charge yeah well, okay I love that okay so you guys it, it's all on us it's all on us to do the thing it's like I've always said it's always been you versus you but you get to like gift yourself whatever it is that you need Elizabeth thank you so much for hanging out with us on the podcast today it means the world to um, just share space with you and get around you because you've inspired me so much to like show up and do what I'm doing now too and I probably would not even have thought to have a podcast if I hadn't seen how cool it looked for you to do the hair love podcast tour that you were doing and just like putting yourself out there so like unapologetically and I I just thank you thank mm. you for doing it and going first so that I could see what was possible big love queen and you'll yes. take to others we'll see you guys on the next one hey you yeah you the badass independent lady boss dreaming out the window I see you I get you because I was you tell me if this sounds like you you're sick of trying to fit into the same boring business owner shaped box as every other stylist and creative entrepreneur out there Maybe you're more than ready to expand and explore your personal brand. Maybe you're just a little scared to show up as your authentic self and stand out. Maybe you're just curious about how to best diversify your revenue streams and create new opportunities. You know, make it rain. Maybe you're just ready to manifest the life you've always imagined, but you've stayed too busy in the doing. You guys, you know, it's Jess here, your brand and business mentor for creative independent stylists and entrepreneurs and the founder of the Beauty Insiders membership, right? We're going to get right to it. I know how it feels to be ready for more because until a few years ago, I was standing right where you are today, doing everything that everyone else said I should, but never really feeling like it was enough, like it was right. I had dreams of starting a podcast, amplifying my voice, writing a book, stepping out from behind the chair and onto the stage, coaching and empowering other creative badass ladies like you to follow their own dreams. And it wasn't until the pain of staying stuck got stronger than my fear of starting something new that I decided to take action. I decided enough was enough. I sought out other like-minded, independent, and creative badasses, developed a community focused on empowering, educating, and inspiring each other to confidently pursue big dreams and ideas, to get out of our own way and live a life aligned with our bigger purpose. And just like that, the Beauty Insiders membership was born. The Beauty Insiders membership is an exclusive members-only hangout designed with you in mind. So not only is it a place for me to share with you all the golden nuggets I've learned through the process of nurturing a crazy idea into a thriving community, organizing sold-out events, hosting soon-to-be a top-rated podcast, and building a six-figure business with basically a wing and a prayer, but it's a place for you to share your journey as well because I firmly believe that we're not meant to grow at it alone. This was my membership previously offered at $500 a month, but it's currently available for only $25 a month. And so according to my latte that I paid $10 for this morning, that's less than the cost of a cocktail and appetizer. The doors opened August 1st. If you're joining us a little bit later, whenever you hear this ad on this episode, I challenge you to ask yourself, do you have time for two monthly calls a month where you're gonna get real-time Q&A with a variety of different industry professionals that I'm bringing on? Do you wanna expand your networking opportunities? Do you wanna be part of a private community filled with other badasses like yourself? then you definitely need to click on the link and check out what this is all about. I am inviting you personally because I feel like it's something that is so, so needed. 
And without community, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. I would not have this podcast. I would not have a platform that's helping me amplify my voice and get education and opportunities into the hands of people like you. And so for that, I'm so grateful that you're here listening and tuning in. It always means the world when you share this podcast with other people. And I just really want to touch base with you and get to know you more. So check out the link and let me know if this is a right fit for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically. We're in the brain,